0: at it, Chinch. Fun bag time. Friday's here. I Friday's love it. here, baby. What's going on? Not much, man. I'm hanging in there. Weather's pretty good. Little rain, little storms, but. It's it's starting to feel like summer finally around here. Same about, the, it, about you. Dude, it's hot out here in Pittsburgh, dude.
1: Yeah, I always feel like the same weather you guys get out there in New York,
0: we yeah, get in Pittsburgh. True. So Yeah, we're in the same stream or something like that. But same stream, yeah. Speaking yeah. Speaking of hot, you know, we're we're starting off with a subject that is actually football related more so than baseball related because so many layers to this and you have a personal story from a manager who's spoke about this too. So let me just get to it quick. Tommy Pham. Jacked Jock Peterson in the outfield before right. a game between the two teams because of their fantasy football situation. I believe it had something to do with one of the players of on whatever it was fantasy football related. Slapping a grill.
1: It, it was like a um, Jock Peterson sent a gif out or something about the. Padres sucking or something when fan was there. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Whatever it was. Then it gets to a point. They they dragged poor Mike Trout into this. I've never said poor Mike Trout before. (laughs) Dragged him to it. Calls him a shitty commissioner of the Fantasy Football League. First of all, this is a really legitimate Fantasy Football League that's going on there. All right. Forget about all of that. I'm watching, uh, I think it was a Yes Network the other day, and somebody asked Aaron Boone Uh, if he had seen it. He goes, yeah, I saw it. And he goes, ah... I've been through the same kind of thing. Fantasy football gets intense. In a league I was in back in the day with the Reds, me and Pete Harnish got into a real, real, real bed. Now, that made me think. As soon as I saw that, I jumped out of my seat because i'm like wait a minute that's the league that casey said he's been in with those guys for like how, how long like 15 years or 20, something. 23 years bro 23, 23 years take us inside the story <laughs> of boone and harnish <laughs> please
1: 23 years we've been doing this bro since the 1999 reds yeah the people in the league it's like me uh booney steve avery denny nagel uh harnish uh, who else? Uh, uh, Dunners in it. Adam Dunn, Austin Kearns, uh, Greg Vaughn's in it. Wow, uh, we've had we've had a lot a lot of cool dudes. And yeah, I remember this. Harness is the commissioner, which is first off, <laughs> it's the worst freaking job, man. Like if I was <laughs> it is, had to be the commissioner for no. fantasy football, I'd be like, fellas good luck. Yeah. I'm out of here. Like no, It's such a hassle it's of a job. It's offensive
0: lineman. Either you give up the sack Dude. and everybody hates you, or nobody knows what you're doing. That's the thing right. with and the commissioner.
1: Harness, Harness does it well. He really does, man. And one year, I remember this, Booney Boone would propose the trade down the stretch. And I think Harnish nixed it. He, you know, as the commissioner he's like, that doesn't look like a fair trade. And then Booney came in with his cavalry. You know what I mean? He got like You know, uh, he got uh, different reporters and, and, uh, you know, lawyers to come in and, you know, (laughs) refute the trade, that it was fair. And and I think Harness was just like, you know what? Screw this. Whatever. He was like, he's kind of like him and Booney start butting heads. (laughs) And then Harness finally gave in and let the trade go through. But they weren't happy with each other. And, like, everyone, you know, we were all kind of bickering back and forth about the trade going through. And I think Booney might have won it too because of that trade. Oh, like, no. no way, Booney. You got to be kidding me. Like, Come on, Harnish. Can't believe the trade go through. And then Pete was like, you know what? I'm done being commissioner. But he's still our commissioner. Back in the day, he's like, "This is a, what, a, what a headache. Oh, my so God. Dude, you there know. There was no slap. There was no slap. Like, I don't think Harnish and Pete – I don't think Pete and uh, Harnish and, and Booney would ever go to blows. No, Booney like, was. By the way, it, but,
0: when Booney mentioned this on on uh, that interview, he was hysterically laughing. Like he's like, "I get it." Well, and <laughs> yeah. you know, like I don't know, uh, we it fantasy football gets so intense. And I have to assume you don't have to say how much money is involved, but when it involves former major league or current major league baseball players, I'm sure your stakes are a little higher than most people in those leagues. Am I am I being
1: accurate there? Chance there's no money involved, man. It's just Stop. having fun, bro. It's just having
0: <laughs> You're fun. such a liar. That's your ne- your next freaking Escalade is going to be if you win next year's fantasy football. I'm a <laughs> bullshit artist. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I'll say this real quick. Just popped in my head. Um, back when I was at Cold Pizza, so that was like in the mid 2000s. We had this guy Mark Canizaro, very good writer, uh, wrote covered the New York Jets a lot and he was reality, and we had this guy come in, and he was fantasy, and we used to do this segment, Uh, this guy Gabe Goodman, I remember, uh, was a producer of it has gone on to do great things, and so it was fantasy versus reality. And I was like, what is this? What are we doing? Whatever. The guy who was the fantasy guy was Matthew Berry. Matthew Berry of ESPN, who is arguably the number one fantasy uh, analyst in in the world right now, and back then it was right. like fantasy football, eh, whatever. Then you started getting into it. Now I'm I'm just as obsessed. I, I've probably gotten into some arguments over my fantasy football <laughs> leagues and <laughs> fans too. But it is a fun thing to do.
1: It, do, it does get serious, and guys. You can see why, you know, the real GMs of the world, how, you know, it it, 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 it plays out. Because, like, you think you're really a GM and that you really are, really know what you're doing (laughs) and all this stuff. And it's almost ridiculous. It's almost like this world is – I remember, (laughs) dude, I was with the Mets one – I was playing the Mets one time in 05. And uh, this just popped into my head. <clears throat> Paying the Mets in 05, I had a big year in 04. Tw- you know, 324, 24 bombs, 99 ribbies, you know, 950 OPS. I was uh, a fantasy. In fact, you had me on your fantasy oh. team. You're like, boom, <laughs> this is this guy won us some games. Well, in 2005, I come out, I'm just poop soup. I just can't get it going. I you know, don't have many homers, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm not hitting that great. And I remember I'm on deck at Shea, and fans like, Come on, Casey. You're killing my fantasy team. He's like, I need 2004, Casey. 2005, Casey's killing my fantasy team. And I remember turning the guy because I was so pissed off. The guy's berating me right here. I go, I turn around. I was like, hey, get a life, dude. (laughs) So Meanwhile, when the football season starts, yeah, you're locked in. operating the TV like this oh guy God. sucks.
0: You know, <laughs> I remember one kid in one of my leagues this is the last point on. this like a friend, and like somebody tried to make a trade that was a little shady, whatever. And I just remember we were on like this group phone call, and this guy's screaming, "You're ruining the integrity of the league! You're ruining the integrity of the league!" And I was like, "I'm lying." Whatever, but hey, there's a lot of bucks to be had in it. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> one day, off, uh, once we get off the air, I'm going to ask you how much the dues are to your fantasy league and how much Free, win. bro.
1: It's no dues. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: free. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on to actual baseball news. Three guys right now on fire last two weeks. Mookie Betts, Paul Goldschmidt, Trevor Story, who was... Oh, my God, in Boston. They wanted to, to kick him out of the league in, in, in after game three, and now he's like everybody's favorite Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now they, now they love him. Yeah, so exactly. talk to us about those guys getting hot. And sometimes also maybe how that first month and a half of the season sometimes you're finding yourself. And maybe you hit it when you get there.
1: Yeah, and I and I think too with a shortened spring training, sometimes you just don't get going, you know what I mean? Mm. And then you get then you get in the pressure cooker, then the anxiety kicks in, you're off to a slow start, you try to get it going, that doesn't work. Mm. So, you know, you just gotta really rely on it's a marathon, not a sprint. The good thing the thing about you talk about story, Goldschmidt, and Betts, these are all veteran players. Mm. So the biggest thing about being a veteran player is you learn how to recover faster than maybe a guy's first in the league you know you're you're first in the league you're like oh man i get you know I, I i don't know what's going on here your head's spinning you're trying to impress everybody you got 18 coaches telling you how to hit you got the freaking taxi driver telling you how to hit <laughs> mm-hmm. your dad's calling your mom's calling and she's saying you're why are you swinging at that slider yeah. it can be just a mental grind <clears throat> but as a veteran player you, you understand what it takes to recover faster so you watch, you know, these guys and, you know, Goldschmidt's playing at an MVP caliber level right now. So's Trevor Story, you know, with what he's done this last, these last few weeks. And Mookie Betts is back to the guy that we saw in Boston, you know, when he was winning MVPs. And we used to talk about him and Trout being two of the best players in the game. Uh, you know, who who's better, Betts or Trout? Mm-hmm. You know, now you're kind of having that conversation again where B- Mookie's sneaking into that upper echelon again. So. Yeah uh you know it's it, it's it's awesome to see it's awesome for the game and for a guy like trevor story bro that's going to boston that's not an easy place to play yeah. in the first place it's not colorado where right. it's really laid back in boston the expectations are just so high and expectations are you know so uh, up here that you know i think initially when he came out the game scuffling everyone you know in, in boston you hear the boo birds and you hear him you hear him quickly yeah especially when you sign for you know, big money. Right. So. And
0: especially since your fan base loves the shortstop that's there, there already who doesn't Bogart. have a contract. Yeah. 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 Perfect yeah. storm yeah. for so Trevor Story Yes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. That's an interesting story. We'll see what happens there. But, yeah. you know, Trevor Story comes in to play second base. You know he's not even playing, um, you know, shortstop. So, but yeah, man, back of the baseball card doesn't lie, Chinch. Yeah. Look at the back of everyone's baseball card. You're going to be somewhere around there at the end of the year. So, if you're hitting a buck forty in 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 April, you're probably going to hit four twenty in May if the back of the baseball card says you're really a two eighty hitter.
0: Yeah. Now, do you guys put perspective on it? Do like, if I'm sitting here as like the producer, like, okay, well, why is this guy struggling or not? Sometimes you can look at things and go. Wow, you know the way the season has played out so far. Maybe you're not a good, maybe you're not the best cold weather weather hitter, and your first two weeks are in freezing cold weather or rains and whatever. Or the second part to that is, if I look back and did more research on this, like you know maybe there there have to be stretches where you face like two number ones and two number twos in a row sometimes, just because of how it plays out. Does that happen? Do you guys do you think that? Like, because you could get okay number one. You know, let's just say back in the day, oh. I'm getting Randy Johnson on Tuesday, and then I'm getting Clemens on Wednesday. So you might be over 8 in those two games, no matter what you do, no matter how good you're playing. Does that factor yeah. in to, to the pro ball player, or just you just, you're just grinding?
1: Uh, no, that factors in, but you just you know you're going to hit those guys too, so it kind of factors into part of the grind. You know, wow, you're going to run into stretches where I know we'd go to Atlanta and face Maddox, Smoltz, and Glav, and You're like, holy God. <laughs> then you'd go to Houston, you'd face Clemens, Pettit, Oswalt, with, with L- Lidge, Dotel, and Wagner coming out <laughs> of the pen, you'd be like, holy shit. Like, is there <laughs> any breaks? Are there any breaks here facing these guys? You know, yeah. I think that's the tough—the toughest thing about big league baseball is this. You know, like, I watch my son is playing Division I baseball, and you watch some of the games, you're like, man, they might face one guy that's really nasty, and then the, the rest of the time they're facing guys that are very average. They're giving you two, three pitches to hit in a bat. As you get to the minor leagues pro ball, you, you face, you know, guys that are, you right. know, you might face a really tough guy. Then you get to the bullpen, you're like, these guys aren't that good. You get to the big leagues, dude. It's relentless. Yeah. You, your starters are nasty. Your, your four or five starters are even nasty compared to the minor leaguers. Right. But then these guys coming out of the pen, everybody nowadays right. is throwing 97 to 101, 104. So it's like, there's never a break. So you, you gotta, to be a good Major League Baseball player player especially a hitter you got to learn to hit good pitching and yeah. and uh like i said when you look at the guys that came out the gate scuffing, they're veteran guys and now mm-hmm. they're getting really hot and so now those guys that are on the mound going oh my god we're facing veteran hitters you make a mistake to these guys they're gonna make you pay
0: yeah on the flip side too you always see there's a couple of like you know young rookies or second year guys who in that first three weeks of the season oh my god they got seven homers this guy's gonna be amazing and then the flip side happens. The pitchers catch up with the hitters sometimes, too, right? Yeah, the,
1: the league adjusts quickly, bro. The, 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 and crazy. the analytics nowadays, like, hey, man, this guy's crushing heaters. Mm-hmm. You start throwing him a million sliders, you know, you're we're going to get this guy out. But then, you know, if you're a good player, you adjust back to the league. Look at Paul Goldsmith, dude. This year, <clears throat> he's one of the best hitters against sliders. Mm. Well, in these last few years, he's been getting a ton of sliders, and he hasn't hit that well against them. Huh. Guess what? You throw Paul Goldschmidt a slider now, you're going to pay dearly for it. Mm. And that's just him adjusting to the league. Like, I, I got to be better at hitting these sliders, for, especially from right-handers, or I'm going to keep scuffling. Like, obviously, last year, had a good year, back in the MVP race. But the years before that, he was, yeah. like, just average. You know, you're mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with Goldschmidt? Well, guess what? He's back because the league adjusted in him, and he, he readjusted.
0: Yeah, pretty cool stuff there. <laughs> All right, well, let's get uh, – Let's go to your home of uh, Pennsylvania, where, for the first time in a while, the Pittsburgh team from Pennsylvania is a lot more promising and has a lot more positive newspaper stories than the Philly team from Pennsylvania. What is the deal with that? Yeah, well, the Pirates just swept the Dodgers, which which is crazy.
1: You know, they're just kind of grinders, man. I just, I, listen, Derek Shelton, their manager, I love him. Shelty's a great manager. I think they're just, you know, he's having them believe that they can figure it out. I think their bullpen has been one of the big reasons that they've kind of stayed in games. I mean, there are a lot of guys in that bullpen that have been doing well. Cabrian Hayes is having a nice year. Not Nothing overly crazy. Um, Reynolds is starting to pick it up a little, little bit. Michael Chavis, hmm. who came over from the Red Sox, uh, you know, it was with Ben Charrington over there back in the day. He's been a nice, yeah. nice pickup man. He's hitting close to, he's hitting t- uh two ninety eight, close to three hundred. He's got five home runs, eighteen ribbies. So he's a guy that's done pretty well. They got some good yacht guys that are still coming that that, that yeah. aren't there yet, but they're just grinders, man. They figured out a way to sweep L.A. And you know, if you're in Philadelphia, problem is they spend make big money there. They're they're expecting. To win ball games, you know they're sitting at a twenty-two and twenty-nine mm-hmm. right now, and they're you know just that bullpen's been been not doing great. You know you look at some of the numbers here. Uh, you know Schwarber's mm-hmm. getting it going, but he's sitting below two hundred. Yep. Castellanos has hit pretty well. Real Muto has been okay. You know, thank God they have the DH or Harper would have been out all this time. You know, right. Harper's had that strained UCL. Right. But because there's a, the universal DH now, he's been able to stay in the lineup. He's really been the one bright spot in that lineup. But I think the pitching for them, the back end of that
0: pen has just been okay. Right. And yeah. it's falling on the manager. Man, they, everybody keeps talking about him on, being on a hot seat. I really hope I hope Joe yeah. Girardi can – like, he's Joe Girardi. Like, the, those years yeah. with the Yankees – love him or hate him he was he was managing the New York Yankees to success like you yeah. gotta give him give him like how much like how short do you have to have with a leash I get it's Philadelphia it's just like if he was struggling in Pittsburgh we wouldn't be talking about it but it's Philadelphia and man yeah. they're as well, they might like, be the toughest of all the media to be honest
1: it's like Aaron Boone last year remember they're calling for his job at they were 51 and 50 they end up you know I don't know if they made I think they made the playoffs or whatever. And now he's now they're the best team in baseball. Oh, Aaron Boone's a great manager. Great Aaron Boone's a great manager. Same kind of thing with Joe. Joe's a great manager. You can't manage guys blowing saves, or you can't manage guys having bad starts. I mean, eventually they got to get the pieces in the right place where they mesh to be the dominant team that should be because they got a great lineup. And, uh you know they just gotta fi- put it all together
0: yeah I think they will though I think they're, they're way better than what they played they've underachieved so bad I agree and I'm, I'm kind of pulling for them I don't I hate when it's so early like <clears throat> let them let them fight through this and see what happens yeah Give them the look,
1: look. look at the Braves last year dude they were under 500 like in
0: July right yes and, and then, then they, they yeah, catch fire what what about think they, about that Marlin's team back in the day when they uh, they fired the toburg and then they get a uh, What's his name? Jack Captain McKeon, Jack. Jack McKeon. And then yeah. they they go on a tear. Like it's it's a long season. Right. You always say it's, it's a, a lo- long
1: season. You just have if you have one dominant month, you're like, oh man, look at the Phillies. They
0: just went, they just went um, twenty and seven. Yeah. yeah. yeah and now they're having a great year. <laughs> right. It's unbelievable. All right. Well, another pretty amazing story. Cool story. There is a Clemens back in the big leagues wearing number twenty one. Crazy.
1: Yeah. Isn't that awesome, dude? Cody Clemens, what a great kid too. I coached him at the Under Armour All American game back in Wrigley a few years back, and Rogers there with his wife, and they're just really having a you know enjoying him being there. I just texted Roger the other day. I said, "Let's go, bro." I mean, come on, man. You got to be such a proud dad. All the things that Clemens has accomplished in his big league career, you know, Roger. I mean, you know, all yeah. the Cy Youngs, all that stuff. I bet you he traded all in cuz Cody Cody his son Cody got called up to the big leagues so and cool. nothing like a father you know getting a chance to watch his son make that you know the the evolution of a player and make the grind of the minors and make it up to the big leagues and he already has like a, a Capital One Premier play, made a <laughs> dive, and, dive and play in left field and yeah. you know and uh, you know just it's exciting man it's exciting when you see um, guys that you know, we're big players in the no, big leagues. See especially their
0: kids your up. dad, but for, for Cody, you got, I mean, your dad is Roger Clemens. You know, people say, Oh, you're a kid of a major player. You have it easy. You know, there's a flip side to that. You know, how many times right. did he, he walk onto a field where somebody talked a little crap to him? Oh yeah. You're not as good as your dad or your dad's this or your dad's yeah. that. And you gotta, you gotta be, have the intestinal fortitude to still keep fighting yeah. and keep working hard. And I'm happy that Cody is getting a recognition Whoa. for that.
1: That's the one thing I think in, when you play baseball and you anything when you're a public figure or just in life in general for all of us, you really got to work on your anti-fragile confidence. You know, it's one thing to have confidence. It's one thing to, you know, hey, you're this and that. But one thing that another thing to have anti-fragile confidence where you're like, hey, bro. Bring it on, or man, that doesn't that doesn't affect me, or or the old man in the arena. Like I don't take I don't take uh, you know advice from spectators. You know you, you hear all these people, but hey, listen, unless you're in the arena, it doesn't really matter. And I think Cody Clemens probably being Roger Clemens' son, you got to get the thick skin, you got to have the anti-fragile confidence where you're like this stuff doesn't bother you. That's the only way you're going to do well in that profession.
0: Oh, I love it. By the way, did you uh, did Clemens get back to you, and did you ask him to come on our show because we need. <laughs> Do uh, that, he so. got
1: back to me, but I haven't asked him to come on
0: the show yet, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I will. Roger? Next time I'll coach you, which Slim. you're probably
1: not, we're coming for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun bag. By the way, I know everybody there's a big holiday we, weekend last weekend. If you haven't caught up on the last show, who do we have on? Your boy?
1: Yeah, man. Oh, dude. One of my people was asking, you, who's your best friend of the game? Chris Reitzman was my guy, man. Like, okay. just love Reitz to death. Obviously, you have a lot of great friends, but Reitz and I always we just we played three years together in cincy but we've we connected big time we had reach on last week he's out there in calgary canada yeah. just doing his thing and what an awesome awesome dude so yeah and and, and, and such a great story so yeah, if, you great if you haven't caught that episode tune in you will love it yeah and i am extreme. we got some great great skiing stories too no.
0: <laughs> oh yeah very good skiing <laughs> stories unbelievable you gotta hear them if you haven't heard them yet. crazy like all-timer i was nervous the whole time i was listening to them talk <laughs> And then I am extremely excited. Like I'm kind of fanning out. I actually I need to. You need to teach me how to not fan out too much with this. Jeff Morrow, Food Network, one of my favorites. The Sandwich yeah. King coming on next. Dude, week,
1: dude, isn't dude what a great dude yes. too, bro? Um, uh, well, I was on a show with him called The Kitchen back yeah. in the day. Oh, was such a great guy. The Sandwich King, big personality on the Food Network. He's gonna come on. He's got a great story, mm-hmm. and uh, and he makes great. Maybe he'll, we'll see if he can send us of his sandwiches.
0: There, <laughs> yeah. Bro. Oh, Casey has a question. Sean has a question. I wrote it down yesterday. I'm not going to say it out loud, but yes. <laughs> Sean has the most insane, amazing, greatest question to ask him that you will. You have to hear because I cannot wait to. to, to we're we're going to talk to him in a couple of days. I cannot wait to hear his answer to this because it's putting him on a spot. It's going to be awesome, bro. Very it's going to be awesome. Nice. All right. Well, big weekend. Everybody enjoy it's summertime. Get out there. Get some air. Hang out with your family. Barbecue.
1: barbecue? Go to some baseball games. Barbecue. Yeah. Throw catch with your kids in the <laughs> yeah. yard. Yeah, yeah. for Christ's sake. Play, one play time. Have a catch with what, your what? kid. Jesus. <laughs> dude, dude, what was the thing called? Remember, remember the game you used to play? That like, was like they were like they were like arrows, and you would throw them and trying to get them in a circle. Lawn but it starts like it starts stabbing like people in the heart. <laughs> like ah, lawn darts, guys. Down jarts, jarts,
0: jarts. Yeah. Or lawn darts or something. Yeah, no. Now they make them like rubbery and plastic. These wimpy uh, no, kids these days. Grueling. Back when we were playing, you could uh, actually you die. Could, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. You could pierce an artery or a heart very quickly back yeah. in the day. And oh, there was always yeah. usually a couple beers involved in those. Not a good, not, yeah, not a good, not, good combo, dude. Not good, not yeah. a good combo. Anyway, so don't do that. If you're gonna get lawn darts, get the safe ones. But but enjoy every weekend, your weekend, everybody, and make sure you catch up on our shows.
1: Oh, love it. All right, Chichi, love you, brother. Like Harvey Dorfman says, I, I like that. Be good to yourself, my man, and I will see. I'll see you. Uh, see you and uh, and Jeff next week.
0: Got it.